Back to the Anime 7 Newscast. It's your favorite host with the most Somnibomb. And we're back with another news. Channeling my inner Christina Aguilera. Okay. It is January 29th, 2021. And I just got like a regular old news episode for you, but I gotta do, I do got a big piece at the end. Um, no, it's not about the GameStop thing. <laughs> just, I will talk a little bit about that at the end of the, the, the non-anime news, but uh, yeah, no, I do got a bigger thing at the end that I kind of want to, it's not really super big, I mean, it's kind of a, just a weird thing, and just kind of theory making, gossiping a little bit, seeing what we can come up with. But yeah, first things first though. This episode is dedicated to two, um, two actresses. Um, one is Jeanette Mouse. Um, she was most recently known for her role in Resident Evil Village. Um, she played the, uh, I don't know what her name is. Not the vampire mommy, the big vampire mommy, but the... The, it's like a girl with a black hood and blonde hair, um, and she's got like a bloody mouth. Yeah, that Jeanette Mouse played her. She was 39 and she passed away. Uh, that was, it's just like, it's so, so terrible. Like, cause she was like, they just like put that out, you know, that demo out and, and, um, yeah, dude. That sucks. Sucks really bad. Um, but yeah, she was uh, in a bunch of stuff. She was in Your Sister's Sister, um, Our Time Together. She was a producer for a few things. Um, yeah, Your Sister's Sister is actually kind of a good movie. If you've never seen it, I really like it. Um it's got Emily Blunt in it and Rosemary Dewitt and some other people. But yeah. Yeah, dude. And also wanted to also dedicate this episode to Cloris Leachman. Um, she was 94 years old. She was uh, Dola in Castle in the Sky and Yoshi in Ponyo. Um, she was in the Mary Tyler Moore Show. She was in Young Frankenstein. She was in Butch Cassidy. She was in Spanglish. She's won many Academy Awards and Primetime Emmys and Daytime Emmys. Very awesome. So, yeah. Uh, rest in paradise, my fair ladies. Anyway, let's get into the uh, non-anime news, and then we'll take a break and do the anime news. Zack Snyder's Justice League releases March 18th. The Snyder Cut of the Justice League will be coming out on March 18th on HBO Max. So check that out. Speaking of which, um, what's coming to HBO Max uh, in February. And that is, uh, let's see, Amityville Horror, uh, all the Austin Powers movies, 
Batman and Robin, all the the original, the 1989 to the 90s Batman movies, Batman the Brave and the Bold, Blade Runner the Final Cut. Um, let's see, what else? Drumline, that's kind of a cool movie. That's I like those movies. Uh, Ghoulies, The Graduate, all the Jason movies, Lars and the Real Girl, Life of Pi, all the Matrix movies, um, Pathfinder, all the Saw movies, um, up to up to Saw the Final Chapter, so not Jigsaw or um, whatever. The original Selena movie with J-Lo, The Goonies, Wildcats, bunch of stuff, man. Bunch of stuff. Bill and Ted's, um, Real Sports with Brian Gumble, The Killer Truth, Argo, uh, Static Shock, The Batman, um, Food Wars from the Crunchyroll Collection, um, Book of Eli, uh, We Bear Bears, The Movie, and I believe... Tom and Jerry, and Earwig and the Witch, Aquaman, and uh, yeah, there you go. So HBO Max. I don't know. It kind of sounds like I need to get HBO Max. We'll see. So you know the uh, <laughs> the meme going around of Bernie Sanders sitting in the chair at the inauguration. Somebody somebody did a mod for Soul Calibur Six where you can play as Bernie sitting in the chair. It literally just looks like a 3D Bernie sitting in a chair and just moving around and it has like an axe attack and whatever. Um, it's really funny. It's He doesn't move at all. It's just a 3D Bernie in a chair flying around, flipping around. Um, pretty funny. Just type in Soul Calibur 6 Bernie Sanders uh, mod. You could probably find it. So do you guys remember the game... Um, it's a 4v4 multiplayer game that I, we, we talked about it like, man, I want to say it must have been like three or four months ago. Maybe it was five months ago, longer than that. Maybe it was like, it must have been like beginning of winter, end of fall. But like there was this 4v4 multiplayer like arena game called Bleeding Edge by Ninja Theory. And it was kind of like, uh, you know, yeah, it was like a PvP 4v4 and all the characters were like these it was like this dystopian future and all the characters were like these really badass like fighting like brawler people and different abilities and weapons and shit um i guess ninja theory posted or no bleeding the bleeding edge twitter posted a thing saying with the studio now focusing on our new projects senwa saga project mara and the inside project we have decided that there will be no further content updates for Bleeding Edge. The game is still playable on Xbox and PC. Thank you to the fans and keep teaming up and causing chaos. So apparently that's a thing. Um, whether they're going to do more stuff for it some other time in the future, nobody knows. Um, but they are halting updates or stopping updates for the current version of the game. Um, CD Projekt Red wants Cyberpunk 2077 modders to stop having sex with Keanu Reeves' character. <laughs> <laughs> gamers have been modding cyberpunk 2077 since the title launched late last year but now that there is official mod support from cd project red fans are going wild with the possibilities that being said cdpr doesn't want players getting too wild to jump ahead of the inevitable curve after one mod gained insurmountable popularity the studio has banned mods that allow for v to have sex with keanu reeves character johnny silverhand as expected, Rule 34, anyone? The inevitable nude and romance mods have hit the world of Night City, including one that uses cut content to piece together a fully voiced Judy romance for a male V. 
Another mod soon followed after created by modder Cat Nino that allowed for players to tweak the in-game textures with the other models in order to have sex with virtually whoever they want. Included in that is Keanu Reeves' character texturizing the rocker bad boy onto a sex robot named Joy Toy. <laughs> it's really fucking funny, dude. <laughs> Can you guys please stop having sex with Keanu Reeves? <laughs> like, <laughs> who wouldn't, though? Like, let's be serious. Longtime Sonic the Hedgehog voice actor stepping away from the role... Um, Roger Craig Smith is far from the first voice actor to assume the role of Sonic the Hedgehog, but he very well may be the most iconic. Um, let's see. But ever since 2010, Sonic Freeriders and Sonic Colors, Smith has delivered the iconic voice of the blue blur across myriad media. Now the prolific voice actor has posted on social media that he is stepping away from the role. Smith has served as the voice actor of Sonic the Hedgehog in roles spanning not only video games, but television and movies as well. In addition to voicing Sonic in games like Sonic Forces, LEGO Dimensions, Team Sonic Racing, Sonic Generations, and the Super Smash Bros. series, Smith has also performed the role in the Sonic Boom animated series as well as the Wreck-It Ralph films. Outside of the role of Sonic, Smith is best known for his work as Ezio in Assassin's Creed, Chris Redfield in Resident Evil, Captain America in Mar various Marvel projects, and Batman in Batman Arkham Origins. Well, 10 years was an amazing run, Smith said in a tweet this morning. Onward to new zones. Much love to the fans who have been so kind. It's been an honor. The announcement comes during a year that is theorized to be a big one for the Sonic the Hedgehog series. 2021 serves as the 30th anniversary of Sega's flagship franchise, and fans are expecting announcements to celebrate the occasion. Traditionally, the Sonic franchise has made major announcements or released 10 poll games during its milestone anniversaries. Sonic Adventure 2 hit Dreamcast during the series' 10th anniversary, Sonic the Hedgehog 2006 was meant to celebrate the series 15th, and both Sonic Mania and Sonic Forces were announced during the 25th. While we still don't know what, if anything, Sega and Sonic team have planned for Sonic's 30th, having a fan favorite step away from the lead role is likely not what most people had in mind as a way to kick things off. And there's an update to the story. Sega has provided Game Informer with a comment on the departure of Roger Smith. Roger Smith you can see the statement in its entirely below. Roger Craig Smith's portrayal of Sonic the Hedgehog is one that the fans are sure to remember for generations to come. He brought the character to life in a truly authentic way, with Sonic's signature attitude and flair, and will always be thankful to Roger for his contribution to the franchise. I mean, that's cool, and, and that's, I mean, sometimes the artist wants to walk away, and that's okay. Um, there are other voices that have done him during, I think, during when Smith was doing stuff here and there. But, like, he didn't do the movie role, which is kind of weird because we all kind of expected him to. But, um, you know, maybe that person will take over, you know, whoever uh, uh, will take over for Smith. Tomb Raider series coming to Netflix. Tomb Raider is an iconic franchise in the game industry, and it is getting a series on Netflix in the form of an animation. Oh, Tomb Raiders is a new anime series from Legendary Pictures. Following Lara Croft after the events of the video game reboot trilogy. Oh, okay. Well, so it's going to be an anime? Hmm. <clears throat> they have not released any details yet at all. Um, unless they mean it like it's going to be like the Castlevania one in which... Would you call that American anime? I don't know. Anyway. Magic. Uh, Legends open beta begins in March. Magic Legends graced to the cover of Game Informer a while back, and now we have the date when all aspiring wizards and summoners can get into the mix... On March 23rd, PC players can jump into an open beta 
uh, on console, no worries. The game is still launching on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC later this year. If you're on PC, you can get it on March 23rd and start whacking away at classic Magic the Gathering adversaries. Make friends with Planeswalkers, craft yourself a powerful deck of summons and spells. One of the coolest things we had a chance to check out during our cover story. Well, okay, then he's going on to his own shit. But anyway, um, Magic Legends utilizes cards from Magic the Gathering to bring the action, but it's much more fast-paced than the three-roll tabletop face-off. Um, yeah, here's some gameplay right here. It does look pretty cool. I mean, you are... So, I mean, the idea of Magic the Gathering is you yourself, the player, are a planeswalker, and your deck is your library of spells. That is how that is how it's always been. So this, in a way, is like, you know, it's an RPG, but you have your deck still, and they still use, like, you know, use mana and shit or whatever. But... Yeah, like it, it's it looks it looks pretty cool. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I will hop on that beta and review it for you, or maybe Nick can. No, Nick can review. It. He's the big magic guy of the three of us. So, why you shouldn't miss out on Turrican Flashback? If you've never heard of the game Turrican, um, it's a 1990 video game developed by Manfred Trends, and it was made for the Commodore 64 and then ported to other uh, uh, ported to other places like the Mega Drive, the TurboGrafx-16, Game Boy. Then there was Turrican 2, and then there was Mega Turrican, Super Turrican, Super Turrican on SNES. Um, then it just kind of stopped. It there was it was it's been a while, um, but basically, it is a platforming shooter, and you you play as like this super soldier, um, like this metal robot super like a oh, almost kind of looks like RoboCop. Um, the the gar the graphics and everything and stuff like that was ahead of its time. I mean, it was, it was wild. So, and now they're coming out with a thing called Turrican Flashback, and you can get that on the Switch and PS Five today. So, um, really classic games. Like if you want to kind of know what we were doing in the '90s, that's kind of what we were doing. I mean, their games like that were huge. So, I mean, they're huge now, but not without all kinds of other crazy shit. But I mean, yeah, super dope. Um, the Old Guard, Harley Quinn, Big Mouth, and more nominated for the 32nd Glad Media Awards. The Glad Media Awards celebrates films, TV shows, comic books, and that that uh, have to do with like LGBTQ stuff and things like that. So, um, yeah, dude, The Craft Legacy, Happiest Season, Marini's Black Bottom, The Old Guard, and The Prom uh, for Outstanding Film. Uh, outstanding documentary, Circus of Books, Disclosure, Equal for They Know Not What They Do, Howard, Mucho Mucho Amor, um, Outstanding Comedy Series, Big Mouth, Dead to Me, Everything's Gonna Be Okay, Harley Quinn, Love, Victor, Saved by the Bell, and by saying Harley Quinn, I mean the cartoon series that's on HBO Max, uh, Superstore, Sex Education, Schitt's Creek, Outstanding Drama, 911 Lone Star, Killing Eve, P Valley, Ratched, Star Trek Discovery, Supergirl, Umbrella Academy, Vita, The Wilds, Winona Earp, Outstanding TV movie, Alice Jr., uh, Bad Education, The Christmas House, The Christmas Setup, Dashing December, uh, La Leyenda Negra, The Thing About Harry, Uncle Frank. I don't even I don't know what half these movies are. But, um, I mean, it's cool that we got some more nerdy things happening up in here. Um, I haven't seen that Harley Quinn HBO series, but I heard it's dope. So I might have to give that a watch. SpongeBob, Sponge on the Run, gets a release date finally. And that is going to be March 4th. 
um, for premium video on demand. So probably have to go to like the Paramount website to watch it. A Paramount Plus original is what they're calling it. Um, and Nickelodeon's Camp Coral, SpongeBob's Under Years. I have no idea what the fuck this is. Camp Coral will be available in addition. What is this? Sandy is it? Why are they all like they all look like little kids or something? Or I don't get it. See, that doesn't make sense because Sandy, they met Sandy. They met Sandy, kids' versions of SpongeBob and Patrick and more. Okay. Oh, so it's like a kid show. It's for, like, Nick Jr. probably in the morning or something like that. Um, but, yeah, like, I was going to say they didn't meet Sandy until she moved to the sea later when they were all already whatever. Anyway, I'm not gonna. I'm not here to do SpongeBob lore. But, anyway, the Mighty Ducks Game Changers gets a trailer. This is a, a tr- uh, based on the, the movies, the Disney movies. It's going to come on Disney Plus as a series. And is a sequel, reboot, reboot, cool sequel to the original series, um, and it takes place in present day, and Emilio Estevez comes back as Gordon Bom- Coach Gordon Bombay, and he is joined by a Lauren Graham, and it's about this kid who's like, you know, he's a little bit short, you know, he's kind of a short, kind of a smaller in stature, and um, a little bit more huskier, and he gets cut from like the local team. And in the area they live in, which I assume is, you know, a Midwest northern state like Wisconsin or Minnesota. The original movies took place in Minnesota. So but like um, they like uh, he gets cut from a team. So they everyone who wants to play hockey who got cut or didn't make the team, they make their own team. And yeah, something like that. Anyway, I'm not that excited for it because to me that. I mean, like, I love nostalgia shit, don't get me wrong. Like, I get, I'm, I have, I definitely am a sucker for nostalgia shit. But the original Mighty Ducks movies are fine the way they are. The third one wasn't even that good. So, I don't know. Uh, Hannibal season four talks have been revitalized, Mads Mikkelsen says. If you've never seen this TV series, it's really good. It's, it's so disgustingly sophisticated and sophisticatedly disgusting. It's perfect. It's it's so good. And they all of a sudden just kind of stopped it in the middle of like its run. It like they after after season 3, NBC canceled it. And so it that was that was it. So but yeah, check that out. Um let's see. Disney Plus's international streaming service Star Includes a library of media from 20th Century Studios, including Deadpool and Firefly and Borat and more R-rated films. So it's possible that the new Deadpool movie coming out will premiere on there. But I'm also seeing a little logo um, in the shape of a star that has X-Files, Beaches, Grey's Anatomy, Scream Queens, The Cleveland Show, Scrubs, Waterboy, Grand Budapest Hotel, Braveheart, Modern Family, Three Billboards. So, yeah, there you go. Um, Neon Genesis Evangelion creator Shin Ultraman drops a kaiju-kicking first teaser. So Hideki Anno and Shinji Higuchi, they did a movie called Shin Godzilla or Shin Gojira. And that was, like, in 2016. And they have now come together to do another movie called Shin Ultraman. And now I'm kind of discovering that this is probably another reason why Evangelion 4 took so long or three plus three plus one took so long to come out. And it's just like, man, 
Ano, you are spreading yourself too thin, man. But I, I'm, I'm patient. I'm trying to be patient. You know, we've waited so long already. It's just like, what's another fucking year at this point, you know? But I am also a big fan of Ultraman. I love Ultraman, and I love Ano. So it's probably a dream come true of his to be doing this as it was for him to do Godzilla as well. So um, it does look really cool. It does look really cool. So you might be wondering, like, Sam, like, are you going to talk about the GameStop and AMC trading controversy and all that stuff or whatever? Um, I mean, a lot of everyone already kind of knows about it by now. Like, I mean, there's explanations all over the Internet about what's happening. And um, I don't think it really takes a rocket scientist to know, like, that the whole thing is fucking hilarious to me. So, like, you know, I, I, you know, if you want to know the details of that kind of stuff, I do know somebody who could come on and talk about it on an episode if you want, or on newscast if you want, um, which would be the time to do that would be now, I would think, because next weekend I don't think this is going to be as big. But, um, you know, who knows? You know, now Robin Hood is, like, shutting shit down and whatever, and it's dumb. The whole thing is... I mean, the, on the side of the Redditors, it's hilarious. I think it's hilarious. On the side of Robin Hood and Wall Street and all those other fucking, like, Lamborghini bastards, um, what they're doing right now is trash. And I literally all hope they end up on the street. I don't give a shit about them. But, yeah. So I, I, I would talk about it, but everyone already else kind of knows about what's going on. And, like, there's – it's literally all over the internet and I, as someone who doesn't do trading or anything like that or do stock shit, like I've wanted to for a long time and I just never did. Um, but I, I just don't know anything about, you know, I, I know what's going on and I know enough about it to explain it back to you, but you guys already know, like it's all over the place. So yeah. Um, I do think it's really hilarious if anything, but yeah, let's, uh, uh, take a small break and then we'll get into the anime news. Shall we be right back? Hey everybody, Sam from Anime Summit here, and I'm here to talk to you about matcha tea from teapaz.com. This matcha is uh, harvested from Uji, Japan, and is certified organic matcha. It's a healthy and organic stress reliever, cognitive boost. It's full of antioxidants and full of natural caffeine to wake you up in the morning. Go to teapaz.com and use anime at the checkout to get 20% off. Or you can go to um, matcha.animesummit.net, and it'll auto-apply the coupon for you. Matcha tea at tpaz.com. Boom, check that out for me, okay? Links.animesummit.net. You can find all the lyrics. I was about to say lyrics. (laughs) You can find all the links right there, YouTube, social media, and all that good stuff. And I wanted to comment on the YouTube. It is all caught up now. And by the time you listen to this newscast, the our latest episode, which is the winter season first impressions part one, should be up there now too because I am on a new schedule and I'm I'm back on schedule doing stuff and uploading to YouTube. So, boom, shaka laka laka. Okay. Um, and our new episode release dates are on Friday. So now a new episode of the podcast will come out Fridays instead of Thursdays, and the it'll still come out on YouTube. And well, on Saturday, along with the newscast. So there you go. Um, but let's get into it, shall we? Super Robot Wars X Omega smartphone game and service on March 30th. Was this out in America? I feel I will feel really stupid reading this if it wasn't even out in America. I don't think it even was. 
damn, I kind of wanted to play this. An offline version of the game will be available until June 30th. Yeah, no, it wasn't even out for America. Ah, man, that sucks. Was this game cool? Did anyone? Does anyone know if this game was cool? Let me Google some. Let me Google image search. See what it looks like. It does look kind of cool. Wow, that does look cool. Damn. But yeah, it doesn't even look like it came out for America. Oh, they did even. They even did a Metabots like collab with it. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's awesome. I love Metabots, dude. Bring Metabots back, huh? Come on. It's on Retro Crush, by the way, if you want to watch it. Board game companies reveal when they cry murder mystery game project. Board game company Studio Ozon announced on Thursday that it is collaborating with board game cafe Joel Dino to create a murder mystery game based on the Higurashi When They Cry and Umineko When They Cry franchises. Hell yeah. If you've never played like murder mystery or um, horror mystery board games before, they are so fun. Um, I love them. There's even like, if you've ever played a living card game or built a deck building board game, like Ascension, there's one for Resident Evil, which kind of combines the two, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, this could be fun. I hope we get that in America. That'd be sweet. Um, let's save that for the end. Yuki Yuna is a hero. Chudoto animator shorts reveal staff. Oh, so these are anime shorts. They're not actually part of. But yeah, it's getting a little uh, little anime short based on Yuki Yuna was a hero or is a hero. Uh, the Dungeon of Black Company reveals staff and more. Uh, the Seven Seas Entertainment is publishing the manga in English. Based on a manga, describes the story as Kinji, who lacks any kind of work ethic, is a layabout in his modern life. One day, he finds himself transported to another world, but not in a grand fantasy of a hero welcomed with open arms. He is immediately shoved into a terrible job. Now enslaved by an evil mining company in a fantasy world, Kinji is about to really learn the meaning of hard work. God, that's so stupid and so annoying. God, I don't care. Ugh, but I have to, I'm just telling you because it's fucking news, new anime, you know. Fuck. Ugh, God, let's... I wonder when we're going to get off this easy guy train. That's all I'm wondering. Um, Fruits Basket, the final anime reveals April premiere. The official website for the new Fruits Basket anime revealed on Friday that the anime's final season titled Fruits Basket, the final, will premiere in April. The site also revealed a new teaser visual. The tagline on the below visual reads, Don't Leave Me. The anime's first season premiered in Japan in April 2019 for 25 episodes. And the Fruits Basket second season anime premiered in Japan in April 2020. And continued on into the summer season for a total of 25 episodes. So yeah, 50 episodes out so far. And this third and last one will be called the final. Yeah, Fudutsu Basket. Ah, I can actually read that. I can actually fucking read that, you guys. It's all in katakana, so that's probably why. But, you know, like, yeah, I can read that. Can't read a lot of kanji yet, but I'm getting better at it. Uh, Mobile Suit Gundam franchise gets new arcade card game in 2021. Now, I know I've tried my hardest to, like, not talk about news that can only happen in Japan and not in America. But the reason I bring this up is because I know I have a lot of listeners who are really good at buying stuff from Japan. Um, I'm not that good at it. I just use Sendico and eBay. Like, Sendico is fine, but they don't always have stuff. You know what I mean? Like, they just they don't pull everything from Yahoo Auctions like other websites do or other places do. So if you find a way to get any of these cards, I want them. Okay? Fuck you. All right? Fuck. God. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Otakon discusses future asks for donations. Otakor president Brooke Zerilot announced in a newsletter 
on Thursday that the organization is requesting donations for the first time. The Otakon convention staff are continuing to evaluate plans for 2021 and noted that the event may potentially close permanently. The newsletter explained that Otacorp, a volunteer-run, nonprofit organization, runs the annual Otacon convention dedicated to Asian culture. Because of the cancellation of Otacon 2020 due to the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic, the organization is in a precarious position, Zerilot said. We use the proceeds from each year to plan the next Otacon and make sure we survive until then. So without the income from Otacon 2020 and the early pre-registrations we would normally see at this time of year, we are in a very precarious position. Put simply, in the next few months, we will have to make a decision to continue planning for Otacon 2021 or potentially close our doors forever. The, sta- the statement added that the staff remain hopeful alongside the rollout of the COVID-19 vaccine. The staff are working with partners in D.C. to explore options to safety- safely gather later this year. Yeah, that sucks, dude. Damn. Otakon's a big one too. Like they're big, you know? That's I mean I mean that's I mean a lot of cons are like that, I, I think, right? Where they kind of they rely on the profits from you know, the previous year to help, you know, first pay first of all pay everybody. Um you know, pay the necessary people and staff and then obviously uh put it towards ongoings of next year, you know, and um yeah, that's damn, 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 damn. That's crazy. Yen Press licenses Megumi Hayashibara's memoirs. Memoir of the characters taught me everything. Living life one episode at a time. So Megumi Hayashibara uh, wrote a memoir titled "The Character Taught Me Everything: Living Life One Episode at a Time," and um, the memoir. Here's this is the back of the book. What it says in the back of the book. For over three decades, renowned Japanese voice actress Megumi Hayashibara has breathed life into countless iconic characters, including Ranma Saotome, Rei Ayanami, Lena Inverse, Jesse uh, from Pokemon, Faye Valentine, and Paprika from Paprika. In this new autobiographical memoir, Megumi provides an all-in-depth look at her illustrious career and how the very characters she has portrayed have impacted her life on both personal and professional levels. Um... That is really exciting. I really want to read this. I don't read a lot of books, and I really want to read this um, for sure. But, yeah, that's really cool. I mean, Megumi Hayashibara is – she's something. She's something else, dude. She's she's wild. She's She's been there. She's been there, and she's been there for a minute. Um, she was also in Saber Marionette J and um, a couple other kids – shows i think she did some voices in early doraemon stuff as well um but yeah definitely want to cop that um but yeah the publisher will release the memoir digitally on february 20th okay well hopefully you know we get a hard copy because i hate reading things digitally manga i don't mind reading digitally but like fucking books i don't want to read digitally uh lisa's demon slayer commenced no yeah i have a movie theme certified platinum for 100 million streams so i need to explain this to you okay you have to understand something and it's like, okay, we get it. Lisa's amazing. Blah, 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 whatever. And it's like, that's not the point. <laughs> the point is the single um, for the movie is called uh, Omura. Omura. And let me see if I can find it. Here we go. That released October. 
Okay. Platinum means... In different countries, it means different things. So, I I think... Um, like, France, they only have gold, platinum, and diamond. Or, no, we all have gold, platinum, and diamond. But United Kingdom has silver, gold, platinum. Um... They have different numbers for different areas, obviously, because, like, you know, the volume is not as much as it is in Canada or the U.S. or whatever. In Japan, I think they follow the United States certifications, um, I think. Um, and the thing about that is, um, let's see, hold on, let me see if I can find it. Oh, Billboard Japan. So Billboard Japan certifications, I think they follow. Anyway, platinum is in America is one million. Platinum in Canada is eighty thousand. Um, platinum in the UK is three hundred thousand. And so then there is this next thing called diamond, um, which is not uh, you don't hear a lot about it um, when something goes diamond. It, it's above platinum. Um, and it's it's uh, in America it's ten million, okay. So for something to go platinum, you know, in four months, is not unheard of, but it definitely is a feat that is like, holy shit, you know what I mean? So I just you know if you don't know enough about music certification, that's there you go. But yeah, I think that's crazy. I, I love Lisa, so I mean it makes a lot of sense. World Trigger manga takes one month break due to author's sudden illness. So if you're reading World Trigger right now, um, which is in Weekly Shonen Jump, um, or no, now it's in Jump Square. So, um, but yeah, so it will be skipping a chapter for one month. Uh, hopefully they get better soon. Megalobox 2, Nomad. Hell yeah, dude. In this PV, we see Gearless Joe with some, some scruffy scruff. Um, I think he looks kind of dumb with it. Danny seems to like it because she's, uh, she's a hoe, but you know, whatever. I personally love Gearless Joe, smooth, shaven, and punching me right in the tits. Anyway, the trailer reveals the anime's title is Megalobox 2 Nomad. Uh, TMS Entertainment describes the new anime. In the end, Gearless Joe was the one that reigned as the champion of Megalonia, a first ever Megalobox tournament. Fans everywhere were mesmerized by the meteoric rise of Joe, who sprung out from the deepest underground ring to the top in mere three months, and without the use of gear. Seven years later, Gearless Joe was once again fighting in underground matches, adorned with scars and once again donning his gear, but now known only now known only as Nomad. Damn. That looks it looks super dope though. I'm excited for that. Original anime film Hula Fula Dance cast Dean Fujioka and Yuki Yamada. Um, there's this original anime film called Hula Fula Dance. The anime, which is set in the Fukushima prefecture, is one of three anime projects that are part of the larger Zuta O.N. Project 2011 plus 10, initiative aimed at promoting Miyagi, Ewate, and Fukushima. The other two anime projects are Bakuten and Misaki no Mayoiga. The Zuta O.N. Project 2011 plus 10 is in remembrance of the 2011 Tohoku earthquake and tsunami 10 years ago. So, yeah, there you go. Um, Gege Akutami to cosplay as Mechamaru in first TV appearance. 
Gega Akutami, he's the writer and creator of Jujutsu Kaisen, and he's cosplaying his character Mechamaru in his first TV appearance. Um, the dude's appearing to you for the first time on January 30th, and they have decided to do so in Mechamaru cosplay. Impressive though it is, Akutami's cosplay outfit also has a certain makeshift charm to it. Um, that's pretty funny. I'm excited for that. Mechamaru is a really cool character. Um, it, we're about to see more of him in the series right now, so that's exciting. Um, Kodansha Comics licenses seven new manga by Jet Kusamura, Marimo Ragawa, Fly, and more. So Kodansha Comics has licensed these new seven manga. Araki Won't Be Tamed, Shaman King Marcos, Blue Lock, The Dawn of the Witch, Chasing After Koi Koshiba, She's My Knight, Those Snow White Notes. So yeah, there you go. If you've read any of those, and they're good, let me know. I really want to start Blue Lock because I heard Blue Lock is legit. Um, but yeah, dude. Um, so here's one of the big pieces. Lawmaker Yamada explains implications of proposed copyright guidelines on cosplay income. After it was reported that the Japanese government is considering rules that will allow copyright holders to regulate cosplayers for income earned from co- cosplay activity, House of Counselors member Taro Yamada appeared on Abema News to explain the implications of the potential laws on cosplay activity. Yamada said, There are many people hearing this news who may feel worried that this will have bad implications for cosplay and derivative works. At the very least, I, as one of the responsible persons in the Liberal Democratic Party, will do what I can to protect fan culture, so I hope that you can rest easy. He also emphasized that no rules will be decided without consultation with members of the party, including himself. Yamada went on to clarify copyright laws as they currently exist in Japan. And then he said, First of all, people generally misunderstand this, but whether it's commercial or non-commercial has no bearing on copyright. Copyright is simply an an assertion of what we call personality rights. On the other hand, what does relate to the issue of derivative works is how creators can collect money in the age of mass reproduction over the internet. There are aspects of the current legal system that are out of step with the digital age. If you were to create the masks in Kamen Rider as they appear in the series and sell them, there's a legal precedent for deeming it illegal. But a personal cosplay in itself wouldn't be accused of copyright violation. If it's something like the pattern of the clothes worn by Demon Slayer's Tanjiro, which have generally utility value, then it wouldn't have copyright attached to it. However, if you were to take things like the sword and the belt and make them look exactly like the photo of the author's work, then there is a possibility that it could be accused of copyright violation. This combination of things is what makes the issue of drawing the line very difficult. Yamada addressed the Marikar scandal in this context. They took official Mario costumes and lent them out for free, which is a violation of lending rights. Furthermore, they uploaded photos and videos online for promotional purposes, which was also a violation of public transmission rights. However, the Intellectual Property High Court did not make a decision on whether it was copyright infringement. Instead, they ruled it was unlawful under the Unfair Competition Prevention Act. In other words, that it was interfering with Nintendo's business. I suspect that even the Intellectual Property High Court could not make a decision because the issue of copyright is an extremely difficult political issue. Even the courts find it difficult to make such decisions. When the popular cosplayer Haru Tachibana asked him about distinction between selling photo books versus posting on social media, he once again pointed out that it was not a clear-cut issue from the legal perspective. He goes on to say, 
If your cosplay included, th included things that were acknowledged under copyright and you posted the photos on Twitter without obtaining permission from the intellectual property owner, then there is a possibility that it could be deemed a violation of public transmission rights. Also, even if you got permission to post the images on Twitter, the act of retweeting them or otherwise spreading them could also potentially be seen as a violation of public transmission rights. At the same time, if your face or other easily di distinguishable part of you were to be spread about willy-nilly, then, then there is a possibility that it could be a violation of the rights of the usage of your likeness. It's a very inscrutable topic, but it's not just an issue of the cosplayers themselves violating copyright, but also an issue of what happens in the case of improper distribution. On top of that, if the rights owners say it's okay to use their work, but then later decide they want to change a f charge a fee for it, what, hap what happens then? Within the party, there are dis dis discussions about the necessity of setting up rules for those aspects as well. Yeah, that's... It seems like a bunch of hubbub to me. I mean, there's literally so many, like, people here in America, cosplayers here in America, that, like, they sell their cosplay photos on OnlyFans or Patreon or on their Twitch streams. They're, they're streaming themselves making a costume. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I, I that's so that's so whack to me. Like if I if I make the costume myself and take the photos myself and sell them, like is that? I mean, I'm not like I'm the the mass producing costumes and then selling them. I can agree is, you know, like if um like if the costume company that makes the costumes for like the the, the like like a Halloween store mass produce like like super mario costumes and the halloween store sold them then that that, that i would understand that or like if if a halloween costume franchise store franchise you know those ones like halloween express that one that shows up at like that pop up that pops up every halloween or around october if the, that company themselves mass produced like tanjiro from demon slayer and sold it as Tanjiro from Demon Slayer, then I would understand them getting in trouble, right? Without without permission from the, I would get that. Like you're mass producing someone else's product and selling it, but like the way it's being described in the second part I read is like, so like if Trisha cosplays as, um, like Harley Quinn, or actually no, not Harley. No, we're talking we're talking about anime, right? Because we're talking about Japan. If she cosplays as like Chi from Chobits. And then does photos and then sells them on her Patreon or OnlyFans. It sounds like the way he said it here is like she would get in trouble. And that's just like, that to me is just weird. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, here's the other big piece that I wanted to talk about. Konami to dissolve restructured three production divisions on February 1st. Now, when I read this, I immediately thought, oh shit, they're going out of business. But here's what they said. Konami announced that it is dissolving and restructuring three production divisions to respond to the rapid market that surrounds the company. Konami will put this change into effect February 1st. Konami also announced executive appointments and official personnel changes that will also take effect on the same day. Four employees from three production divisions will transfer to general production departments. Konami is known for multiple game franchises, including Metal Gear Solid, Castlevania, Contra, and Silent Hill. The company also publishes the Yu-Gi-Oh card game. Um, yeah, so I... 
the reason why I thought this was a big deal is, first of all, Konami sucks, okay? They suck for what they did to Hideo Kojima and, you know, pretty much halting everything that was amazing. Um, you know, they, <laughs> they, they, they halted everything that they were doing that was really, truly amazing. And, uh, you know, Metal Gear, Castlevania, um, Silent Hill. I, I mean, they, they, they just stopped all that and went to pachinko machines and mobile games and things like that. And it, that just sucks, you know, um, it really sucks. And the, I think we, we kind of were waiting for this moment to happen. I didn't think it was going to happen this much later. Um, but it finally happened. And I mean, they're not going out of, they're not filing for bankruptcy or going out of business, but like the way it seems like the way that they're quoted as saying, they're doing this to respond to the rapid market that surrounds the company. The rapid market. So you mean the changing market or the comp or the market that never changed? As in the market that wanted to just keep playing Metal Gear Solid and Castlevania and Contra and Silent Hill, and then you changed from that? <laughs> like, come on. Come on, man. Like, you're kidding me, right? You fucking left us in the dirt. You left us in the dirt. You snubbed Hideo Kojima, and you fucking left us in the dirt waiting for another Metal Gear Solid Castlevania Contra and Silent Hill game, and then you basically destroyed all that hope when you when you were just like, no, we're just going to make pachinko machines and keep doing Yu-Gi-Oh! and mobile games. Like, Yu-Gi-Oh! I didn't got a problem with, okay? I understand that's a card game, and I think you guys are doing fine with that, but like... The other stuff that everyone loved, Metal Gear Solid, Castlevania, Contra, and then snubbing Hideo Kojima the way you did. What's the, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? It just doesn't, doesn't matter. This is why we're going to move on to things like Bloodstained, and uh, we're going to follow the creators. We're going to follow Hideo Kojima wherever he goes, you know what I mean? And I, I would not be surprised if after this, after your little restructure, you finally just do go out of business and fuck up. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know, man. That sucks. But either way, hope you guys enjoyed that. Let me know what your thoughts on all that stuff is. And, um, yeah, tell me if I'm wrong. You know, you know, I like discussion. You know, sometimes I, sometimes I'm, I'm spewing opinions off the cuff and I don't know what I'm talking about. So, and I can stand to be corrected all the time. You know what I mean? So, yeah, let me know what you think about all that shenanigans. And um, I thank you guys for listening every week. I love you guys. I love you guys. I love you guys. Um, you allow me to do this every week, and I am just forever grateful for it. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and I love you. That being said, I've been Sam, and this has been the Anime Summit Newscast. <laughs>